Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. I've got ants. Again? Yeah. They're coming out of a different socket in <laughs> well, the wall. Good, because I hope you fucking raided the shit out of that first area. Well, I got these cats, so I can't really poison. Do you know like how in, in Strange Reel? Um yes. the Bel the Belkins. Was it the Belkins? Yes. They nuked the shit out of the border of their own territory to yes. make it a no man's land? They blew up seven nukes or something yeah, yeah. like all the past cities so that people couldn't get through the mountains and i um when i had ants when we lived in cambridge that's basically what i did yeah i just made it a giant raid area that yeah. no ants could ever come through again yeah because i have cats i can't really poison so all i can do is get all of the food out of the area where they are and like I can use some light shit. chemical barriers, like I'm mm. um, using Windex to keep them sort of isolated to the original area where they are. Mm. Uh, and, you know, there's like two ants left in my house right now, but I just have to wait for them to decide there's no food here, and then they'll stop appearing. Right. That's kind of the only thing you could do. I, I mean, I have put a lot of poisons under the house. But I feel like this is exactly... Because I don't care if an outside animal gets poisoned. This is exactly the situation that the Belkins faced, and they decided they didn't care as much about their own people as you care about your cats. Yeah, I don't want to nuke my old cats, all right. is the thing. Well, They're old. They were more dedicated than you, that's all. Oh, definitely. The, the Belkins certainly wanted it more, unless it was the... Unless no, it was the I was other guys. say Ossetians, but I, that's real. No, I think it was the Belkins, because I think the bad guys in that in that game where we learn all that backstory are the U, the Union of Yuktabanian Republics. Or that's something. right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Give me more. Ace Combat! But give me more Ace Combat, well, it's E3. and it has to be on Strange Real. I do not want real-world Ace Combat. It's E3. Are we learning anything? Cause that game... I have not. We've learned about Fallout 76, and we've seen a teaser for Elder Scrolls 6. Those are both And great. I don't care about any other games or gaming companies and uh but i have not heard anything about ace combat because that game the ace combat se- seven i guess was announced in 2015 and uh boy and you want it you want boy, it now. it's, You're it's ready for 2018 it. and there is no release date give so... me give me strange it can be a different continent i don't oh, have yeah. to revisit any of those old areas it can be one of the ones that is clearly europe upside down or whatever i don't care don't explain why there are migs and yep uh SU-27s and all kind of shit. I don't care. Yeah. I don't really... Because they're going to... If they try to make it in the real world, they're going to be real P-words about it, and they're going to be like, oh, we can't piss off Russia, and we can't piss off North Korea or China. They're going to be like, an East African rebellion! Did I tell you that I tried hard last year to find a globe of Strange Reel as a Christmas present for you and Mm. could not get that done? What? Yeah. That seems weird. You would think, right? Where's my strange real globe? Did you I thought of them? getting a map and doing it fucking sixth grade style where you 
you draw the map square by square onto a big ass piece of cardstock and then you cut it and form it into a globe by like putting a brad through the north oh, pole. Oh, I, I remember every... making globes for sure. You remember doing that, but it's you end up with such a shitty globe. So, like I would need some, but I don't know, some projection software love. or something. Yeah, no, it would have, but also I would have had to ship it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I could ship it to you flat or rolled up, and you could assemble it into a globe. Just based on the Babylon 5 stuff Marjan has been able to find and buy for me online, I'm very surprised that you could not find a uh, a strange real globe this, or map or something. This might be why there's no Ace Combat 7, is because we're the two people who care. <laughs> Even fewer people care about this than Babylon 5. Uh, well, another problem is that not all of Strange Real has been has been revealed to us yet. That's why I want more. I want more. I want it and again. If you release it, the modern era of gaming, dude, I don't even know. Seven podcasts would not be enough for one uninterrupted rant. Um, if you announce a game in 2015 and we're halfway through 2018 and we don't have a release date, what are we doing? It's not. Good. What are we it's doing? not good to be in that scenario. Is this, this going to be a fucking Duke Nukem situation? It's going to take like 25 years to make this game? I See, I mean, this is a pretty good map. This one I'm looking at. Oh. I feel like there's a globe version of this that could be made. Yeah. Uh, All right. Did you look I'll on think the about Pinterest this. or the Etsy or something? Well, I mean, dog, I will send you the image I'm looking at oh. and you can... You could tell me. I did a Google image search, but like I like this map. I mean, this is a did good you, map. Did you try searching the the Pinterest or the Etsy? This isn't even oh. for me anymore. This is just because I want it to exist. No, no. Look, I get it. No, I try. I tried for a long time. I love this map so much. This is a real just, good map. I love that Greenland is on there as Wello. It's just Wello. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you another. I thing recognize I love about you, this. Greenland. <laughs> Here's what I love about this map. Look at look at the South Pole. Look what that area is called. Antarctia? <laughs> Antarctia. Whoops. <laughs> Left out that sea. Otherwise, it's perfect. Whoops, and by the way, though. I see New Zealand next to it. New Zealand's hanging out there next to Ant- Antarctia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chilling down there. It's so weird. They just chose real places and then kind of oriented them differently and went, ah, yeah. look at this. It's a new, whole new map. I have no idea the provenance of this map. I don't know if this is anything like what you see in the game. I think it is. I remember most of these shapes. But, like, the names of the major places seem right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, you yeah, definitely yeah. get to mess around in Osea and Belka. Yeah. And you mess around with the Yuktabanians. Quite a bit. Uh, Ustio's definitely one of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, I remember Directus from Ustio, for sure. That's. I think that um, mission takes place at night, so it's one of those cool... Oh, man, I had up. not even zoomed in all the way on this oh, bitch. Yeah, no, this is great. Um, <clears throat> where's the Whiskey Corridor? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Should be on there. Be nice if it was on there, huh? Let me take a look here. I always remember that one because it's like you can go left or you can go right, and there are different desert uh, objectives to take care of on that one. Uh, I don't really remember some of these places. Yeah, I want to see this. I want to play. Yeah, I want to just jump into it. Just let me do it. And by the way, they say... (laughs) Just give it to me. That when the game comes out... If it ever comes out, it'll be on PC as well. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you know what? That's probably fine because I would play it with a regular controller. Me too, for sure. Well, I see Ored Bay. I remember Ored. That's a place. Mm. It's interesting. 
Uh, sorry, mean, everyone. I know this is a podcast. You can't see the map we're looking theoretically, at. Theoretically, the release on this is supposed to be 2018. By the way, look at the Great Lakes. I saw the Great Lakes. <laughs> and it, by the way, it's, I like that it's labeled Great Lakes. Great Lakes. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. These guys are really crushing it. <sighs> All right. Well. I want it. I know. It'd be great. Um, I want it, though. How are we it's a mailbag week. Oh, why are we talking about that? Ants. All oh, right. I made a watermelon mistake, and I have uh, ants now. They, yeah, watermelons are sticky and sweet. And I and here's the other thing that I was thinking, because it's like, how do the ants figure out that you did a watermelon whoopsie? But watermelon has a strong smell. Yeah, I don't know how ants work, except that I know they send out like one ant in every possible direction, and that ant finds something. He always does. He's going to find something somewhere. And he just brings a trail back. He's just like a little scent trail back home. And he goes, guys, something is sticky and sweet out this out this direction. Yeah, I should fucking may probably just if I just bought a bag of gumdrops and scattered them around the outside of the house, the ants would go away. Keep them occupied out there. Yeah. (laughs) Eat this. Leave us alone. Yes, you're right. Just make a gumdrop offering every so often. It is a mailbag week. Mailbag! And we have some mailbag. My brother did. We have it now. We can actually do it. Um, I think Ryan was helpful this time around. And I probably also sent some things. Yeah. Uh, Let's start on May 24th. That's the day after our last mailbag episode. At Brother Date, Ryan writes, In this case, it may indeed be poor writing, but many people deal with discomfort and even trauma by getting humorous and smiling and laughing. Few precedents exist for reacting to the deaths of 400 people, though, I suppose. Uh, it's You know, it's just not something that's covered. Like, when I read all those books about the Battle of Leyte Gulf or whatever, right. they are not they never talk about how the guys on the other escort carrier As they acted, sail away. As they sail away, knowing that another, an identical ship is sitting at the bottom of Leyte Gulf right now. Yeah. But, like, there have been lots of scenarios where a whole ship's worth of people have died, in, in, particularly in World War II. It's true. They don't focus on the uh, the the joking after. And you're never like, up on the bridge, Admiral Spruance was like, well, never coming here again. And then they all had a hearty laugh. By the way, Vice Admiral, whatever, you look like a devil. You have devil ears and you look like a devil. <laughs> it's a good joke that they always Just, tell on starships and naval vessels. Just let... Just letting you know. Um, yeah, that's fine. I don't yes, care. Yes, except that we all know there was not uh, some kind of psychological study. It's uh, network note. <laughs> network note. Lighten this shit up. Yeah, you get uh, seven solar systems get blown up this week. Can you just uh, maybe end on a joke? Next week's Halloween episode, so we're just, just get us out on a joke. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, on the 25th, Ben wrote in, uh, don't care about the Royals, but somehow the heraldry is interesting. And he links to, uh, an article about Meghan Markle's, uh, new coat of arms Mm. as the, uh, Duchess of Sussex. Does it have a mockingbird on it? Uh, should it? Would that be something? I don't know. When um, in Game of Thrones, when uh, Littlefinger comes up with his own sigil, he makes it a mockingbird. Uh, so, all right. So it's interesting. So her arms. So she has her own coat of arms, but the arms that she bears are the arms of her husband, impaled with her arms. That's fairly traditional. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you're looking at this thing. 
Um, I looked at it before. But I've seen the it. left-hand side of her arms... Uh, I'm sorry. In heraldry, it's the right-hand side. Okay. If you were carrying it, it'd be the right-hand side. Stage left is the whole crazy British royal arms, uh, and also differenced with his arms. So um, it's the British arms... But he is a grandchild of the monarch, so he's got uh, five labels. Like a anyway, the a the white thing on, on the top is is because of his generation and his distance from the throne. I thought that was just like um like a fancy ribbon. No, uh, if you, it means something. Yep. Specifically, so uh, it it's differenced by a label of five points argent, which is uh, means white. Or silver. Uh, and the first, third, and fifth points are charged with an escallop. A scallop. Okay. Ghouls, which means red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's Prince Harry's arms. Her arms are... Uh, a shield azure blue. Hmm. A feather bendwise argent quilled ore. All right. Between two bendlets ore. All between line. two like feathers, argent quilled ore. Is a bend like a, a line? Yeah, like a but it's a diagonal line. one. Okay. <laughs> so it's why why we got to use this language for this? Like like it's the 11th century. Uh yes, well because because arms are from the 11th century. I, I understand, but I am not. This is crazy. A bendlet. I'd yeah. say it's got one of them. It's got two of them diagonal lines. The gold ones. Oh, no, exactly. So, I mean, it's like uh, to get a coat of arms. Oh, man. <laughs> a- anyway, the person who uh, designed these arms for her uh, is named Thomas Woodcock, which is funny. Yeah, always a good one. And he bears the title Garter King of Arms. He gets to be a king. He's a whole goddamn king. That's pretty impressive. I didn't know yeah. they had kings of arms. Do they have kings of other things? Do they have kings of road signs and like kings of um like the kitchen? I'm not aware kitchen. of that, but like if you want to lose a whole day, just look into the various weird titles that exist in the United Kingdom, like uh the officers of parliament all have wacky ass names. Okay, cuz okay, so the version I'm looking at of this has a lion next to it and a bird next to it. Do you see that version? Uh, yeah, those are supporters. So the okay. lion is, of course, yep. the supporter of uh, for the and he's, for the monarch. He's, so that's, the collar he's wearing is that same five. Yes, it's yeah. differenced in the same way. Yeah. yeah. So cadet branches uh, wear the arms, but differenced. So he has the same five pointed label with three red scallops on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at so uh so that these are Prince Harry's arms. If we look at Prince William's arms. Okay. Hold on. Prince Willie. Yeah, he's uh, not even a king. It's ridiculous. No, not yet. But he's uh Well, that guy who gets to make all the coats of arms. He sure is. is in line. Uh but so you'll notice oh, that he a... has a label with 3 points. Yeah. Oh, and his old lady got a dang old unicorn supporter. Uh, no, no, those are his arms. Wait, all of them? Yes, this is his arms. Oh, I'm, I thought you were looking at uh, his. If you case. want to see her arms, the the by the way, the 
the unicorn is part of the royal coat. So those are the same as the queens. They're just not differenced. Uh, The red scallop is from Diana Spencer. Okay. So that's why it's on the label. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. If you look at Charles, Charles's arms, Prince Charles, Prince Charlie, um, also not a king. Right. Exactly. He, he, it's true that he's not a king. Again, uh, the guy who makes the coat of arms is. Just saying. Right. He has a three-pointed label also, but his doesn't have any of that horse shit on it. It's just plain white. Right. He also is the Prince of Wales. Ooh, so it's a funny dragon. He has... No, but um, if you look in the middle... Wait, it's not a dragon is what's funny. If you look in the middle, there is a supporter for Wales down there that's a dragon. But if you look in the middle, he has another little shield on there. Yeah, yeah, With the arms of Wales. Ah, yeah, okay. The royal arms for Wales, which also appears in the second part of the... Second quarter of the arms for the United Kingdom. Okay, makes sense. So you see there's a harp for Northern Ireland and that lion rampant for Wales, and then the other two are for Great Britain. Okay, I got it. So, uh, he's differenced, and then the queen finally doesn't have any uh, a label of any type because she gets just the she's straight, just straight arms. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's lady in charge. And they have the um, they have the garter going around that says uh, Oni uh, Swa Ki Mali Pomps, which means uh, eat shame on him who thinks evil of it which is yeah. their motto anyway yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with arms and shit yeah oh so. okay so wait so now okay so if Meghan markle has one what's kate k middle k middleton's uh we have to look it up but sh- the first side of her arms will be uh prince willie right prince willie style prince willie big big prince willie style that's right uh, so her arms are, uh, she appears to have three probably oak acorns. branches with acorns, yeah. and then, uh, the shield has a, a chevron, uh, I should that, just read the actual the, blazon. Uh, is that a chevron, or are those bendlets that are going it's in a different directions? Cosseted argent. Okay. Between three acorns, slipped and leaved ore. And the shield is per pale, azure, and, and ghouls, so... Yeah, it is. It is per pale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, per pale means it. it's divi- divided in half that way. <laughs> One per you know, three per pale. The other way is called per fess. I, I, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so anyway, silly heraldry, uh, there's a lot going on in heraldry. Silly people. Yeah. Uh, there are some rules that you should know if you're going to design your own. So yellow and white are special colors. They are called uh, metals. Oh. And metals can go on top of colors, which are called tinctures. I like that. Uh, and colors can go on top metals, but colors never go on top colors. And metals don't go on top metals. Okay. Okay, so there's that. I don't really want to make there, my All own. that stuff about labeling and uh, cadet branches and things like that. But what about this sweet Archambault one? Oh, I'm sorry. What was the Archambault coat of arms that you found? It's got these sweet. It's got these sweet flowers on them. The silver flowers and a silver chevron on a red background. I know I didn't say it as fancy as the King of Arms did. King Arms. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You didn't. Uh, I don't know. And the other thing is that if that uh, if this is legitimate at all, it would be from French heraldry. Yeah. 
So it wouldn't come down from the Garter King of Arms at all. Um, what if they sure. got one? Uh, uh, what, what do they call the king? Wa? Was that what the king is there? Yes. <laughs> king. The word for king is Wa, yeah. <laughs> it would it be Wadarms? Wadarms? Probably not. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's got, uh, three white roses, uh, yeah. white chevron. Yeah. It's looking pretty good. See, that one's fly. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's fly. I want that it's one. It's good and simple. It's just like my grandmammy. All right. Uh, mailbag. Yeah. Uh, you tweeted, uh, the Nashville Sounds are doing a, a bobblehead day with, uh, Reba... Reba, I'm Reba. Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, and they didn't say uh, who's George. Which which one's George? No, I, I, uh, let me take a look here. I'm Looks gonna... like Chevy Chase. Is it Chevy Chase? It's Chevy Chase. They just call him George. <laughs> let me uh, let me go see what it was. Anyway, I I was, no, I there think, are a lot of country music Georges. So I think those are the um, the same ones that they have the giant head races of, which I think we had previously talked about that. That's the oh, thing that they cool. do out here. They got like the giant head race, but um, they got the country stars doing it instead of like the A's have the Hall of Famers or whatever. Um, boy, it's not the cleanest. It's not the cleanest pod. I gotta figure out how what when I pod, when did I send that to you? Tweet it, tweet it, tweet it. Brother date May what? Uh, 29th. Uh, yeah, 29th. 29th. The bobblehead day is June 9th, though. Okay. Well. No, whatever. It's fine. They They're giving away cool stars. bobbleheads, but three days ago. So if you didn't get them, you don't got them. Yep. And the, the, I think those are the ones they got running around the track all the time, too. Hopefully. Look for them soon in a thrift store near you, I guess. That's where bobbleheads end up, right? Yeah, I can't believe you could get much money on the eBay or anything for those. Uh well you know what that's a super good question let's see I just I feel I mean I don't know who buy them who gonna buy them oh you're right it does look like Chevy Chase it's wild uh well someone's trying it's George Jones apparently and uh, a couple of people are trying to sell them for a hundred bucks. I can't believe they're going to get 100 bucks for that. Someone has a bid for as much as $26 on another Whoa, listing. Oh, someone's an idiot. $26. But the buy it now price for that one is also $100. So. All right. Well, good luck, everybody. I hope you get what you wanted. Dummies. They don't seem to be individual bobbleheads. They seem to be on a stand, and the stand Altogether? is labeled First Tennessee, which I assume is a bank out there. It is a bank, and that's what the park is named after. Yeah, 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 yeah. These don't look great. By the way, you know that this is not... I have Bank of America, and this is not a BOA town at all. This is a oh, yeah. U.S. bank town. I, well, I'm a Bank of the West guy, yeah, so most places are not Bank of the I'm West saying, town. That's a real B town, a U.S. bank. Yeah, that sucks. Farts on that. Uh, also on the 29th, you wrote in uh, at Brother Date, and then you linked to uh, a new Lonely Island song about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Yeah! I watched it. Um, I couldn't... 
I couldn't make it out clearly enough to be 100% sure, but it seems like the joke of this song is that Mark McGuire is pretty boring. Yeah, Jose Canseco's a flashy cheater, and Mark McGuire's a boring cheater. Seems right. to be the way they yeah. they went with that one. Yeah, they haven't like uh, officially released it with like a cool video or anything. They've right, that's been... what I'm waiting for, because this live video is incomprehensible. Yeah, they've been trying it out at shows, but they like wear Oakland A's jerseys when they do it. And then Joe Montana shows up at some point, and I guess the joke with him is that he's a little bit effeminate sounding. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I'm glad that they've expanded the repertoire to include the band. Then on the 29th, you tweeted this shit that was like breaking news on the 29th. Yeah, it was. Which was Brian Col- Colangelo's weird secret, secret Twitter accounts where he tweeted like <laughs> confidential information and also bagged on his players. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, broke huge. This was a wild, wild night. So, a lot of people had this second place in NBA Twitter nights behind the time that the uh, Los Angeles Clippers literally took DeAndre Jordan hostage so he couldn't sign a contract with the Mavericks. Then they, like, sent all the players to his home and, like, locked his door, and Mark Cuban was driving around trying to get his address from random people on the street so he could go and save him. <laughs> and all this was breaking on Twitter, like, live. People said that this night was the second best night because all the 76ers players were tweeting about it and tweeting, uh, making memes about it and stuff like that. Yeah, this So dude, I will um, tell you what the, what the official story on this is, and uh-huh. then you can tell me what you think really happened. Okay. So... Uh, all right, so someone did some detective work and mm-hmm. was like, uh, these accounts all follow the same people. They tweet about privileged information, and, but also they tweet about like weird stuff about this guy's kid. Yeah, and, and so and it's like they all they're weird. Def- this, these accounts are weird defenders of him, where they will like fight right. with randos on Twitter about his legacy and even his wardrobe. Then, like, later some other stuff came out, like, oh, you know, these accounts, they all have the same number as their, or the, at least a number that ends in nine, as their uh, restore my password, like, yeah, as their second factor authentication, and that's not what his number was known to end in, but it was what his wife's number was known to end in. Yeah. Anyway, here's the official story. His wife was running these goddamn Twitters, except for the one that he admitted to running. I forget. Yeah, The one that uh, had not done any tweeting that just, like, right. followed people. He, he ran the follow account, uh, but apparently the official story is his wife ran the rest of them. Uh, he resigned yesterday or the day before. Yeah, just a couple that was only ago. a matter of time. I had predicted three or four days. I think it took more than a week, but it was... I don't think people believe they were his wife. <laughs> it would be so wild. Uh, for one thing... This all, when you read the tweets, had the unbelievable stink on them of a fragile ego. Yes, of of the kind that a powerful executive often has. <laughs> Additionally, the guy who did the investigative reporting did a little trap. Yes, and like told them about when he contacted the team, asked them about two of the five accounts and. The all other three five. accounts also shut down yeah, immediately. They, they all went silent. They all went silent immediately. So uh, it was like, hey, dog, we caught you. Um, but so the official story is that his wife was running those other ones. But um, I mean, it obviously matches he up. Was, even if that's true, he was still telling her some confidential yeah. shit. And she was not being cool about it at all. If he hadn't been leaking medical information and like trying to get goad reporters into asking sensitive questions of the players and other staff members and stuff, you could probably just say, oh, look at me, I'm such an idiot. And maybe keep your job. But he, it was all the stuff yeah. like ask... 
ask Joel about his failed physical or, or whoever it was. Right. He was definitely pushing confidential information. Uh, but anyway, wild couple of weeks it was in cr- NBA Twitter. Uh, this shit blew up huge also on like Reddit news and oh, stuff. Yeah. Anywhere where anybody loves some shit. It was it was pretty wild in the moment. Marjan will tell you I could not get my phone out of my hands. I just had to keep yeah. getting more. <laughs> was some, so I think that in today's current climate, it was nice to have something this crazy that was also harmless. Yeah, exactly. Where the I mean, the end result is he's going to lose his job. So that's I mean, I guess that's a bummer. But um, but yeah, nobody was. Uh, it was not an emergency situation. Yeah, this shit was like a two week OJ's white Bronco chase. Without the homicide. But, like, but yes, okay, true. But the homicide had already occurred. Those people yeah. were dead whether or not uh, O.J. Simpson ran in that Bronco. They'd yeah. been dead for a while. The, the real stakes for that Bronco chase were, is O.J. going to kill himself? The uh, Bill Simmons, who I listened to, so he runs The Ringer, and The Ringer is the one who broke the story. And he often talks about, on any of his podcasts, like, moments that would have been great if Twitter existed. And oh, obviously yeah. O.J. is, like, one of the all-time if Twitter existed, just just being able to follow that all day during that Bronco chase and everything would have been like would have been pretty wild. This shit is what Twitter does best. Yeah, because one guy did some investigative reporting, and then a hundred people fucking picked up the chase. The way the reason I know it was him and not his wife, okay, yeah. is because things because of my favorite tweet, things like this, where someone went, "This dude loves callers, huh?" Making fun of his like super big collar on his dress. Shirt. This is the best of the tweets for sure. And the reply from one of those fake accounts, one of those uh, burner accounts, was, "It's a regular collar. Find a new slant." <laughs> yeah, one of these burners jumped in to defend his It's a his regular collar. <laughs> it's like that is such a Trump. My hands are so huge. Yeah. Kind of response. Yeah. To that. Uh, to that thing. So that's how I know it was not. It was for sure not this dude's wife. It was for you sure this crazy executive's fragile ego just going nuts on the internet. This was a real good, wonderful diversion in today's nightmare society. Uh, yeah. And I just hope there's a million more of these. I enjoyed it highly. I hope that someone finds everybody's secret burner account. That's right. Exactly. Well, Kevin Durant had been caught. With a burner account, uh, like, a, I don't know, about a year ago, where he was also kind of doing almost the same thing, where he was, like, getting into it with Twitter Sock puppeting users. is yeah. what he was doing. But he didn't have any information to share or anything. He was just, like, fighting with people. Right. And, um, and you know, and Steve Kerr had gotten in trouble a few months before this Colangelo thing for, for tweeting something that he said he meant to DM to somebody, which was a criticism of someone else in the league. So there had been some NBA Twitter fuck-ups. In the previous year, but this one just, you know, the scale of it was awesome. So, yeah, at the time, it was super exciting for me, and I had to let Brother Date know. Yeah, yeah, that was super good. Uh, but you're going to have to explain to me what you wanted me to get out of this next one, oh. which is where you uh, tweeted uh, CFB Data Lab, median distance from high school to college for all Power 5 recruits by programming conference for the last 10 years. All you got to do is read the data. Why I got to fucking spell it out for you. I'm looking uh, at the data. I have a couple of issues with the data. Okay, basically what it's trying to say is um, the schools that recruit uh, student athletes from farthest away from their location or whatever, or closest, yeah. depending on how you want to look at it. And it just, Stanford was obviously, had uh, a great distance for the average recruit coming to play football for Stanford. They're a national yep. recruiter, and then just two schools in L.A. 
UCLA and USC were like the least distance. So same conference. Yeah, absolutely. All power teams, but a totally different approach to recruiting. Um, I, what it is is I'm excited about college football, and I still have yeah. two and a half months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a ways <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, so Stanford famously does not lower their academic requirements. Right. So they have to look farther afield, I think. They hunt. I, think, I don't think they have a choice. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it would, you know. It's like Notre Dame or, or some other schools. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas, I don't know. So I have a couple problems with the presentation of this data. Mm. Number one, this scatter plot is terrible. Okay. For one thing, this is one-dimensional data. Okay. The uh, the entire x-axis is wasted here. Oh yeah, they just yes, exactly. So then, number two, make this a bar graph. Then I can follow the bar all the way down to the bottom. Now they're doing a color hint, which helps. Mm. But like, if it was a bar graph, it'd go right down to the label. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, this is tabular data, and it doesn't require a visual representation like this. Fair enough. Let me see if I can tweet this thing to you quickly enough for you to view it, because you might like this data better. Do, do, do. Oh, boy. Where is it? And I'm going to now retweet it to Brother Dave. This is not what I wanted. Bum, 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 bum. Guess I should have already sent this to you in the past. Okay, I theoretically retweeted it. You might have to refresh your your um, computer unit. Uh, it's from PTI. Oh, I guess I saw it from PTI. It's from Wade McAdam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a ranking of all predictions ever made on Pardon the Interruption. I think it was oh, over no. the last year. Over the last year. Yeah. So there's, uh, I think there's like, there's supposed to be like four graphs in there. So, so a- Wilbon does a little better overall. Yes. Uh, and it breaks it down, so it gives you the total. Oh, he's so much by- better at basketball predictions, though. <laughs> yes. Is devastating and not very good at. Ten, oh, it's two out of five versus three out of four. See, this is the real. This is a real problem. Well, see, this that's why pretty they, small sets. They put the ones up top that have been predicted the most. So, like yeah. at the top, you got your basketball that's had the most predictions total. Um, uh, if that's basketball, what's the other one? Oh, NCAA, college that's college basketball. Got yes. it. Got it. Got it. College basketball, and there's also NFL and college football on there. Um, but so, do you like the presentation of this data? Yes or no? Uh, it's okay. Obviously, there are still some problems. Like, when I looked at the one with the highest disparity, I assumed that was the NBA because I saw the basketball net. Mm-hmm. So if I had read them carefully in order, I would have known. But the label on the left-hand side is very faint. It is. That's true. He he was, I think he really liked his little cartoon graphics. His cartoon uh, Tony yeah. and Mike and his little cartoon logos for the different sports. Everybody go on, go on to the Brother Day Twitter and check this out. How do I make everyone see that? Yeah, no, that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Uh, I like anything where they explain their methodology, though, so good work. Okay. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on the cartoon graphics. I think if you just put the little word in the middle, All right. you, this would be uh, more clear. Also, probably a better presentation rather than uh, Kornheiser left 
Wilbon Wright would be a stacked pair. Mm. So that you could compare the two lengths immediately. Right. Like I have to look over and see 62 and then look over and see 63 and say that's bigger because I can't just look at the two bars. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas if they were stacked one above the other. Anyway. But how do you feel that somebody did that? That somebody... Oh, I'm super excited that somebody did this. Tracked all of Listen, the predictions I love, for I love year. all of this stuff. I love <laughs> the fucking amateur detectives yep. on the Colangelo case. I love this. I love that breakdown of what possible days Ice Cube's good day could have been. <laughs> yep, anything like that is a good exploration. Anything that is putting serious work. Basically, like my rubric and spreadsheet for which is the best Star Trek episode. Yes. Uh, anything that puts serious work into pop culture, I'm into. I do like how many clues that he gave us as to which day it was that could have been a good day. And I like that they weren't. They didn't mutually eliminate each other. Mm-hmm. There were some options in there. There were a couple of days when it was possible that it could have been a good day. <laughs> uh, Moving on. On the 31st, Ben writes in, uh, at Brother Date, listening to Paint It Black by The Stones... Mm. You could fill out a 64 bracket for these guys, too. No, you certainly could No, unfortunately, it's, yeah. I, mean, I think you could do a 32. I think you, yeah, I think you could. Uh, I think if you and long, I filled it out, we would have very different 32s. I th- it's not long before you get into the cocaine era, which is just a real drag. Where it's pretty he bad. thinks he's a pussycat. And maybe a cartoon <laughs> pussycat. Maybe he, he thinks, thinks he's he MC Scat Cat. Yeah, and it's not good at that point. If you were doing a 32 bracket for the Rolling Stones, for instance, would 19th Nervous Breakdown make it on there? Yes. Okay, because they would have made mine. Here it comes. God, yeah, it's such a good build on that one. Okay, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I, by the way, I don't want to go listen to it right now because I know how disappointing it, any Rolling Stones song is compared to the version in your brain. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Same 64 with Paint it Black. seems like a lot. I yeah, think uh, I think you could maybe do a 32. Here's the problem, though. It doesn't make sense for either of us to present it to the other because yeah. I think we're pretty much in line with the we're Rolling so. Stones, which is th- these songs have potential and they never achieve it. Yeah, I am sold on the Rolling Stones as songwriters. I am not sold on them as performers. It's There's very little good happening in there. Every time a Rolling Stones song comes on, I go, wow. Oh. Yeah. I don't like them live either, uh, because I don't think Mick Jagger is anything approaching a good singer, and this makes Marjan mad, because she goes, yeah, but for the style, for rock and roll. And I go, yeah, I still want someone who can, like, not sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a pretty low bar, I guess, that he doesn't clear. Just don't sound uh, terrible. Some good riff-based songs in there. Yes. But, uh, and for some reason, the the thing that makes me worry even about that is, where are the good covers? Yeah. Is it like people just don't even want to get into it? I, I can't imagine that people would say that that is somehow hallowed ground based on all the other things that get covered. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, on June 4th, Ryan wait, 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 writes... Let me just say, Ben, if you want to make a bracket, I will fill out your bracket. Oh, yeah. We'll fill out your bracket. I'll we, fill we out can, a bracket all day. If you put together a Rolling Stones bracket, we'll do it. But we're going to do it all at once in one week. I'm not, we're not going to yeah. do an eight-week project about it. I know these songs. Yeah. Even if you include, I might have to I'll have to if they're 64 I'll definitely have to refresh on some of them. Even if you include Love is Strong. But and you're so, so sweet. sweet. You make me song fucking sucks. Hard? Does yeah, it, it could be. make me hard? I mean that's appropriate. The fucking Rolling Stones are nasty. Oh, they're hella nasty, dude. 
Make a dead man. Make a come. dead man. Yeah, come. we went to the same spot. On yeah, that one. exactly. Nasty. Yeah. Uh, on June fourth, Ryan writes in at brother date. Oh yes, movie quiz. That's right. Just for you, we did it. Then he writes at brother date personalized theme song. Yeah, I don't know if you bothered to listen to it, but I made. A I theme fuck song. you know, I did not. <laughs> I made a theme song for it. For the movie quiz? For for just the quiz in general. It doesn't have to oh, be just movies. for a quiz. Yeah, any okay. quiz game that we play. I'll have to... You'll just have to send me the club. I'm not going to listen to this one either. I, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm so ardent right now, he writes. That's the correct usage. Yes. That is and, the, uh, the Ronald Reagan usage. Then I thoroughly enjoyed that, and then your occasional singing is the second best part of this podcast. I wonder what the mm. first best part is. Uh, yeah, Was also, was that... Was he was he really slamming the singing? Uh, well, good point. Because could there good be question. two good things about this podcast? That's right. It if it's not, believe. if it's not, sometimes you get a weird bug up your butt to sing something. Then what <laughs> could it be? Yeah, it's a tough one. <clears throat> Clarify what is your favorite part of the podcast, Ryan? Yeah. On uh, also on June fourth. June fourth was a big day for our mailbag for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, you wrote, and by the way, so hard for me to remember that it's you when you change your like, name and every time. avatar every week. <laughs> yeah. This week, you're Harry Kim number two. Right. But by the time people hear this, you'll be whatever you thought was interesting out of this week's podcast. I don't know. If you couldn't do a picture of Brian Colangelo because it doesn't look like anything. But Maybe just a giant collar. Yeah. But there you go. A giant, normal collar find a new slant. <laughs> 22 years ago today, Hot by Squirrel Nut Zippers was released. Featuring this nonsense. Yeah, the album I don't know what you hot. meant by this nonsense. The album oh, hot. Was hot. The, the album, song, uh, was, the song uh, is hell. hell. Yeah. yeah. Why was there a swing and big band revival in the 1990s? Why did we do that, though? Now, that's a wild question. And Just I don't why think did we do we, it? I don't think there's going to ever be a suitable answer to that question. Because it makes... I mean, it's the opposite of sense. Uh, I remember very much not being on board with it. So I want to know who to blame. There was that fucking... 13-year-old me or whatever was not like, finally, I've been waiting all of my young life so to I, hear new I, swing music. I think a couple of things probably happened. Uh, one thing about the swing craze that appeals to whites yep. is that there's a uniform, and you go somewhere to learn the dances. Hey, hey both of those things. So you can pay someone to teach you to be a swing person. I hate that. Um, then it's got, of course, uh, nostalgia, the most toxic impulse of all. But who's nostalgia? Who was fucking 100 years old? Who was into this? Like, why would you have nostalgia of it if you were 20? I don't know, but it's like... The afterlife. Oh, by the way, this was the best one. Uh, was better than Zoot Suit Riot. It was better than Zoot Suit Riot. It was better than any of the, um, Brian Setzer nonsense that happened. Yes. Um, I'll give it to you. It helps that I can't think of the name of Brian Setzer. None of that shit. Uh, that was Zoot Suit Riot. Thank you. Did Um, they have another one? I don't know. (laughs) Was it DeHorns? Was it, was Ska to blame? Can I blame Ska? I think, maybe Ska... Third just wave ska helped lead into this, the but this is all at the same brass? time. I just I'm trying to fucking figure out who to blame. Oh, and here's a question we haven't considered: Is any of that cake's fault? Uh, 
I don't know, the mariachiness of it was never really duplicated. That is true. Like, you notice no one else came around doing mariachi stuff. And I don't understand it because yes! every time in a cake song that mariachi trumpet starts up, go, I'm into oh, it. Yeah, that's good. I want to hear more of that. And no one did that. Instead, we got the nasty farty horns in a Mighty Mighty Boston song. Oh, God. Or the ridiculous fucking swing nonsense. Anyway, the 90s make me mad. I think Kyle mm. replied to that. He oh, sure God did. damn it. Uh, <sighs> the hell's wrong with people? Wow. This is another one where you could just put on a suit and then all you, all you have to do is learn to skank. <laughs> which is not hard and not dancing. Yep. Oh boy, we got quality quality music, quality composition. This guy looks like the personification of Orange County. <laughs> yep. Uh yes, yeah, so uh Kyle, who we think does not listen to the podcast, but does follow does, the Twitter. He follows the Twitter, yeah. Well he's got a kid, you know, he may not have time for nonsense like this. Come come at me if I'm wrong, Kyle. Um <laughs> Said he started typing a reply, went off to listen to it, and ended up um, at this MXPX song. Went through a YouTube rabbit hole, it sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and the song is called Move to Bremerton. That's not good. But for some reason, I'm having trouble getting it. Um, When I played the song that he linked to, it made me put on our agenda. Is MXPS worse than MTX? Uh, so the answer is probably yes. Yes, the answer is yes. And that's not good for your band. If your band is worse than MTX. So the thing about MXPX is there's so many of these guys. By which I mean bands equivalent to this in quality. Mm-hmm. And MTX isn't any better, musically. But they're not serious about it. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's pretty light stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, that's because they're from Bremerton, Washington. Now this is starting to make sense, because Kyle's from Washington. Yeah, but like... So maybe he's into that. I'm going to play a song, and I want you to tell me if this is MXPX or somebody else. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) I hope for the purpose of this exercise it's somebody else, but we'll see. Yeah, and bonus points if you could tell me who it is. And by the way, I'm just doing this off the top of my head in my memory, so it might be way easier than I thought. Someone else, but it is it. I can't. I couldn't tell you who. It is not the script. Uh, that was handcuffed to you by Screeching I'm Weasel. I was gonna say Screeching Weasel. Why don't I trust my instinct? Well, you know that I didn't. I only listened to like two or three of these guys because what would happen is I'd get a fucking sampler from Fat Wreck or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'd lit be like, "Oh, nothing on this entire thing is good." Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Uh, um. So I think the what's the famous MX? Is it Ch- Chick Magnet? Is the famous MXPX song? 
let's just see what the top YouTube search is because I know so little I th- about. I think it's uh, I think it's Chick Magnet, and that song also sucked. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if any of these bands are any different at all. Like, uh... yeah, pick another. Pick another. It's like who to even what to even pick. I I can um, trust my instincts this time. I promise. Some real um, distorted replays. It's pretty quiet. Um, nope, don't know. Uh, it's me first in the Gimme Gimme's <sighs> doing Country Roads. Me first in the James, Gimme Gimme's. James Taylor? Uh, okay, the well, no, the original is, uh, oh, fuck, the guy who crashed his plane, John Denver. Oh. Um, but he didn't write it. Oh, uh, okay. But he is the one who made it famous. Okay. Uh, well, it's like, I don't know. Man, it's like I just don't even know. I don't know. All right, well, anyway, my whole point was I heard that now. Boy, I do not miss this band. Not a fan of the MXP. This, uh, the only image that popped into my head was just straight diarrhea. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just an oily diarrhea just floating on the surface. Nope. That was MXPX again. Okay, so good. Just, just to make it at least... At least fair, I had to do another one of those. I was like, I don't know, what's the most famous NoFX song? Like, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, name yeah. these bands, but they all suck. Yeah, not good. Not great um, at all. I don't know, what's a, what's one representative Mr. T experience song that I should play? Oh, well, this is hard because did they have any hits? I don't think they had a hit. So it's, uh, you, No, probably not. Like, Love is record. Dead or... Uh, yeah, or like, uh, She's Coming. She, she's over coming over tonight. Night. Yeah, let's do that one. Something like that. I feel like that's representatively shitty, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's fairly late, Mr. T experience, but... Yeah, it was not uh, not the Marjan era, for sure. She likes the uh, big black bugs era. They really all do sound the same, don't they? Yeah, musically it's identical. (laughs) I still like this better. Yeah, but now it's just nostalgia. It could be. Oh yeah, it does remind me of Final Fantasy VII, so that's probably what it is. Um, but yeah, definitely I'm more Mr. T experience and less MXPX for sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That was just my thought. That was the thought I had when I heard it. Uh, anyway, you responded to that. Yeah. YouTube rabbit holes. So, 
uh, YouTube is one of the places where you can really get caught up. The, their recommendation engine, I think, used to be better. Mm. And now it just plays you shit, just shows you shit you already have played before. And you're like, well. It's like, yeah, thank you. I, that is a good way to do it. We should probably show them things that they've played before because they might want to play it again. But that seems real dumb. Like, I know how to find it. Uh, on not the a fifth, recommendation. Anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the fifth, Ryan wrote, uh, he is listening to episodes out of order. And he enjoyed uh, Judah's breakdown of why tweets and such come at you in stupid, most relevant order. Mm. And then he said, as your only fan sending in requests, he'd like to request a new regular segment called Judah Explains a Thing. Well, that's not true, because Ben sent us a request, too. That's right. Um, he, uh, here's the thing about that. If we do it as a segment, then I'm going to feel like I have to do research. Yeah. And not just run my mouth about a thing that I read two years ago and half remember. Yeah, you're going to have to wait until we have a qu- I have a question on the show. Right. So, um, everybody knows I'm an egomaniac and I will explain things to people. Mm. So, it, it'll come up. You will. It'll ju- come up. Jude explain it to yeah. us. For sure. That one's good because it sounds like juice. Uh, he thinks maybe it's nostalgia for when he, he, I used to talk astronomy or history to him during a uh, late night hanging out back in 99, 2000. Ryan was one of these dudes who would show up at your door unannounced at two in the morning. Oof. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, the worst yeah, yeah. kind of dude. And then uh, we'd go, like, drive all the way to fucking Santa Cruz to go to the beach. Ugh. Uh, and then he'd ask me some question that led to an open-ended physics answer it was usually physics and not astronomy or history but i guess probably both of those did happen i don't have patience for unannounced guests i'll just pull the Jehovah drill on fucking i mean he knew i was online in the like up online in the middle of the night anyway it was never a big surprise it's still Jehovah. it yeah but here's the thing like what if he knocks a second time and then dad wakes up (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i guess they didn't wake up a lot really i mean how many times did i sneak out uh, many times. Uh, many times is right. Many a times. Uh, at Brother Date, he writes, I just wanted you to read my teleprompter verbatim. You made my day. Uh, at Brother Date, he writes, wait, uh, at Marjan Rafat plays the guitar? Uh, yeah, for a, long, for a long old time. Yep. Since before I met her. Um, now, she didn't go to our middle school, right? No, she went to... So she didn't get to see your great performance of Cool Kids? No, because I would have won her even quicker. Another Screeching Weasel song. My great rock star prowess. Um, did she play any other instruments? Yeah, she she played uh, piano and... I don't remember which woodwind. Cl- clarinet? Oboe? Oh, I mean, they're both good. I don't but know which have, one. They sound different. Is yeah, the thing. I don't remember. Yeah, she learned some. She learned some different instruments growing up. Um, I also bought her a mandolin, and I think she's got some other stuff too. Yeah, but who has time to learn a new? Like Katie bought me a violin, Ooh. and it's like who? This was years ago. Who has time to learn a new instrument as an adult? Uh, it's true. As an adult, there is not enough time for anything. Like when I when I learned to play the guitar, and I'm sure this is true of Marjan. A, there wasn't any internet. No. Uh, like just not any that the, was helpful for sure. Just having the radio and learning to play along to a song was about as entertaining as you could get. Like especially if you were already playing Secret of Mana, so I couldn't play it. <laughs> That's right. Yep. You didn't mind. You seemed to enjoy just watching. So I have always enjoyed watching video games. Yeah. Eh, I guess. 
watching the sprite. I usually on. wasn't touching myself while it happened. Well, there's some hot stuff in that game. Those sprites get up to in some Secret stuff. of Mana. Yeah, 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 yeah. They get yeah up to yeah, some yeah. stuff. Plus the Mana Beast. Oh man! Sexy. Oh man! Sexy. I mean, you barely see it like just a couple of times, but like some blown up spray mm, that covers the entire. Screen but you can think like about three, you can think pixels. about Flammy the rest of the time because it's like it's not quite the same, but it's like it's it's something. In, it's in the right direction. That's heading in that direction. Uh, on June sixth, Ryan writes at brother date. December was good, but I admit I couldn't remember the name of it at first. I disagree. <laughs> that December by Collective Soul is a good song. Uh, which one's that again? Did we already go over the song, The Pod? Don't think about... Okay. Don't I also did not know the name of that song. <laughs> That's how I know it. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that's December. I'm not going to YouTube it again. I did it last time, like literally two weeks ago. That's what I was going to say. I know this happened recently, but I already if forgot you're, again. If you're binging this, you'll, you'll remember what it is. Oh my God, can you imagine a tougher show to binge? It's got to be real tough, but like Katie's working her way through them now, so. Oof, that's a tough uh, one. And, well, especially because every second week, and she's already up to the Star Treks, so every she's second week, it's Star Treks, a, is she? she is listening to the Why? Star Treks. Uh, I don't know. Unless you're following along, like, why? I don't know. I've never understood. I don't know why we do it. I don't know why anyone would listen to it. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. I, I, I already know that the minute I'm done recording this podcast today with you, I'm back on the clock for next I know, week. it's tough. It, it's nerve-wracking. It's very, it's very stressful. <laughs> uh, but no, she is, she is listening to wow. him. Like, uh, we went out to dinner. I got in the car last night. Uh, we were talking about... Oh, Jesus. Uh, so we were on her stereo, and we mm. were talking about... I don't know. It was one of the Deep Space Nines. Okay. One of the... Uh, something was up with O'Brien. She uh, she oh, just boy. recently listened to the one called Empress Keiko. Oh, wow. She's way behind. Okay. Yeah, she's she's got a ways to go, but like we only do one of those every two weeks, so yeah. she'll get caught up pretty quick. This is only going to be episode 94 today. That feels like trying to catch up with Running Man. A little bit, I yeah. Ju- I've, I've watched so much Running Man, but I know there are over 400 total episodes now. And each one of those is an hour and a half. They don't take a week off. If you look, they literally do 52 or 53 every year. Oh, uh, it's insane. How is this even possible? Uh, Marjan also re- responded to Ryan saying that she used to play the guitar and she's rusty. But no. we all are. Yeah, she could probably still play. She just doesn't have much time afforded to her. Whichever one of those songs you said was the first one she learned. One of those Led Zeppelin songs, for sure. Yeah. Babe, I'm going to leave you, I think. Ugh, Okay. Well, it's got arpeggios in it, at least. Yep. I, I like to imagine her wailing over it uh, in Robert Plant's voice. Yeah, that is fun. We should... She should... Uh, you should record her doing one and yeah. send it in. Fuck that. I'll upload that straight to the YouTubes. That's right. Uh, make sure when you put it on the YouTube, you title it Dr. Marjan Rafat. <laughs> That's right. Just so everyone knows what they're getting. Uh I shouldn't have said her last name. I'm sorry. That's fine. Let's go on. Let's listen uh, to this. Uh, also on the 6th, Ryan writes, at Brother Date, I feel like we talked about this before. I liked 90, 1996, but we're attributing that to me being the age where you love the music. It's a tough year. I, I think that there's no other way around it. It's a tough, uh, tough year. The problem with 1996 is that 1994 was a lot better. Yeah. You can't but go like, backwards. If you weren't there yet, what can you do? You yeah. Know? 96 was hard, but we did get Crossroads from Bone Thugs and Harmony. So. 96 was like 
Does anybody think razor blade suitcase is better than 16 stone? Oh, the answer is no? Okay. Guess we can move on. Yeah. Right. That one when didn't did that, last long. When did that damn record come out? I think 96 sounds right. That's uh, uh, just a feel. Yeah, 19 November 1996. Yeah, so. that, like the and, greedy fly. And 16 Stone was 94. So, yeah, I, apparently I remember that fairly well. It got the swallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some people think it was a better um, mastered and engineered because it was done by Steve Albini. But, like. Uh, L. Albini? But the, the songs suck. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge fan of the cold, conta- cold contagious, cold contagion, cold, cold, right? Whichever one that is, right? Yeah. Oh, fun! It's got a hidden track at the end. Perfect. Those don't work in this era. Yep, that was a thing that only made sense on CDs. Hidden just means you didn't upload it. That's a hidden yeah, track now. No, that's right. It's a hidden track. It's just one that doesn't exist now. <laughs> um. On the 7th, Ryan wrote in uh, at Brother Day, one time at the port, a tire blew out right in front of me. Well, all I can say is you're lucky to be alive. Stay away from that Reddit I mentioned. It's yeah. very dangerous and, and bad. Stay away from tires. There, there was a video of a motor, guy on a motorcycle, and he was... A lot of motorcycles wear uh, GoPros now, just so that... In case. I don't know. Just, just as in, case. in case, yes. I think just because like a car is going to swerve in front of them or something, or and they want something to show their insurance or whatever, because yeah. it's a... It's super dangerous to ride a motorcycle and probably nobody should do it, but the people who do are like bicycle riders in that they get real angry about their rights. Yep. They to do a dumb assume thing. that they are the priority. Uh and there was one where so a motorcycle guy on a GoPro and in front of him and in the right lane is another motorcycle guy mm. and a fucking tire comes from off camp they're on the freeway. Tire comes from off camera and like crosses the median diagonally and just wipes the guy out on the it crossed. It crossed on it. a bendlet. Yeah, it crossed a. It crossed on a bendlet. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Yeah, I wonder if it he crossed saw it bendy better. and <laughs> just destroyed the guy. I wonder if he saw it better than the GoPro, like in his periphery or something. I don't know, but it, no, it, it was, didn't hit the guy with the GoPro. It hit the guy he was who was in front of him, who you could see. Or if it was just as much of a surprise to him. Anyway, <laughs> you know, depending on how you feel about watching a video where someone in it definitely dies, don't go <laughs> yeah. and watch that video. Yeah, like for sure is dead. I've been on the internet a long time, so that shit only upsets me a little bit, but it's pretty bad. I tell you, YouTube tries to get me to watch people dying all the time, and I don't mm-hmm. want to. I, that's because you, really you watch those air show videos. I think No, you. it's it's very bad. I, I do not like the physical reaction I have when I see one of these things. Yeah, my heart beats really fast when I get sweaty and I don't want to watch it. So YouTube, I know Google's listening to me. I know Google owns the YouTubes. I don't want to see any snuff videos. Thank you. Anyway, that's the end of the mailbag. Uh, I do have a question for you. Yeah. When you used to work in recruiting, right? Did were you like crazy pushy? You know, that's not me. So we have a recruiter who has a candidate who he thinks is a perfect fit for us, and he talked to my boss. Who so is, you guys use a contract recruiting agency of some kind? No, no. This is this is a oh, cold he, call. Oh. We have some open jobs. Okay. He, he represented. He represents somebody who he thinks is going to be perfect for us. And he talked to my boss, who is the director of QA. He's the, like, mm. he is the final authority. Uh, who uh, said, no, pass. We're using two other services. Right. And this guy told him, well, uh, I've got the names of other people at your company, and I'm going to call them. <laughs> Which is wild. That's insane. No, that's not me for sure. I'm not like uh, that. Then he immediately called me, but... My boss had already mentioned it, 
And so I didn't even pick up the phone. I just sent him, is this the number that called you? And he said, yes. Anyway, he called me, called me back a second later after I didn't pick up. After I didn't pick that one up, he called me from uh, an Anaheim area code. And he just called me twice while we were doing this. I wonder if it's someone I know. Um, there's a lot of pressure in the, that horrible, shitty industry as, um, as someone on the ground who's trying to like, win these assignments. Yeah. So they will sometimes resort to all kinds of tactics. I was so averse to pressuring people that I would just lie to my bosses and make up tactics that I used to try to get business. I'd just be like, you wouldn't even believe what I did. And then I would just tell a crazy lie about how hard I tried. When in reality, I called and I said, hey, uh, you interested? And they were like, eh, you know, I think we're good. And I'd go, that's cool. Do you know a guy named <laughs> Edward O'Connell? No, I don't. Strategic employment? Blow him up. Let's blow that Yeah, I'm blowing him up, up because, um, fuck you, dude. Yeah, seriously. You're the dick. Eat like, 20 what he, dicks. What does he think is going to happen? I'm going to pick up the phone. He's going to talk to me about this great candidate. Then I'm going to have to go to my boss and say... Hey, I know, I know you, you, passed you on already this guy. told this guy no, but it sounds like this candidate's really good. He described him as a can't miss. Like I don't know anything said, else about him, but he that said the guy was great. a lead pipe lock. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I think we should try. Like, does he not realize that all he's doing is pissing you off, guaranteeing that we will never accept a candidate from him for any position? Probably not. They're not smart people. Just they're just going to burn this whole company. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure. We got like 20 wrecks open, you idiot. That's right. If you had some kind of decorum, maybe someday you could get in on that nonsense. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. It's a related field to what I used to do, too. I was definitely doing technical recruiting, though I was mostly hardware and software. And um, Sometimes that involves certain kinds of Q&A, but most of the time that was our IT IT office. Right. <sighs> Boy, that's the mailbag. All right. Uh, I was going to say that on YouTube, what I've been watching a lot of lately is these Australian dudes who drop things from a really high tower onto some other stuff. I have seen that. And uh, although I'm not afraid of heights in person, I somehow about video makes it worse. Oh, do your feet hurt like dad? No, but my palms sweat. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, I can't watch a parkour video where some dude's hanging from a crane or anything. Well, I can't watch those because I'm not sure if YouTube's trying to show me a dead guy. And it's always possible that they're trying yeah, to show the guy who I, didn't make it. I can't take the risk. Um, though, yeah, I've seen those particular dudes. These don't seem that scary. They've been doing a series lately where they've been driving RC cars around underneath the tower. And then, well, one person drives the RC car. The other two try to nail it with shit from the tower. Oh, but they're so high up, it must be so hard to predict where that RC car is going to be, because it takes like anything else, full seconds for that thing to fall. You do it long enough, you start to sort of get some instincts about it. I saw them <laughs> absolutely center that car with a bag of potatoes the other day. <laughs> and that thing just was flattened. Yeah, I saw one where they were dropping a bowling ball onto a trampoline, and yeah. um, I was into it. Yeah, that's, uh, I've been watching more of that than I wish to it. Well, I just admitted it, so I guess it's that's what I'm doing. Sometimes you get caught up in, like, the most clickbaity, this mm. could only exist on YouTube shit. Like, there's those guys who just um, do, like, trick shots all day. They're just like... Yeah. I th uh, threw a ball off a mountain, threw a basketball. Right, hoop. exactly. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they did this 800 times trying to get this shot to land. Yeah. And uh, what's the dude's called, like, Dude Perfect or something? Yeah, there's, you know yeah, what dude, I'm, yeah, dude Perfect You know exactly one. what I'm talking about, right? Yep. 
Or it's like, like uh, I threw it from the upper deck of this football stadium, we and it went through something through the open windows of a moving car, and you're like, okay, yeah, I get but it. But I will, I will watch those. I don't care. Yeah. I know that it took them all day to do that, and also they seem like jerks. Like they probably wouldn't be jerks. Well, um, these these Australian guys, I think it's called How Ridiculous, um, tried something like that. But the video is six days of them trying it and not succeeding. <laughs> I kind of like that better. Six days of them up on a mountain, like attached to harnesses, throwing a ball off a mountain and not getting it in a basketball hoop. <laughs> anyway, so um, that's what But I mean. yeah, sometimes that shit just catches me and I'm like, oh man, I'm doing exactly what an algorithm told them to do. Oh, yeah. Like make these videos and people will watch them. And I'm just like, they're like, yes, please, algorithm. Give I'm, me some more. I'm always like, man, I don't want to watch this, this, uh, this girl from a girl group go scuba diving. And then I see, like, one of the frames as it cycles through is of her getting really scared of a fish or something. And then I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll watch no, it. No, okay, then. And then afterward, I go, God damn you, YouTube. Sometimes I will watch the worst shit, like, 18, the funniest cat videos of February 2018. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, let's see if any of these are funny. And then, then I'm like, well, they're not, but here's the March ones. Let's see if those are funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of these will be the one. Yeah, I watch animal videos, too. We'd be like, oh, epic newscaster fails, and I would be like, someone's gonna accidentally say a swear, and then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, that is what did happen. Yeah. So thanks a lot. Sometimes on the internet, I do act like I'm gonna live forever, and I just have unlimited time to do this shit. Google and its many companies are are ruining us. Yeah. Um. Well, should we finish up the Zep thing? Let's finish up Zep. We should. I don't have a lot of energy for it. Yeah. Let's Uh, go. We're down to the final anyway. And um and so I'm not playing any clips today. I think I've played clips from all of these songs at this point. Oh yeah. Um in uh in the finals for for me, and I don't have Marjan's bracket open, I so open. I don't remember what order in her finals. Uh, but let's talk about the the consolation game first, I yeah. think the consolation match first. So we have uh dancing days coming out of the teal division. Yes. And it's up against immigrant song. Yes. Um, I will say uh, in the final four, I don't think I really gave. Like, there's no equivalent of a score. Right. You know? It's, yeah, it's, too, it's not really judged. I didn't work way. up a rubric that I was going to be chained to for, for these matches. And I, I'm sort of glad I didn't because it gave me the opportunity to do different methodologies. Look, we I all know this. you can't judge a song with a number the way you can judge a television show. No, not at all. Right. That's it's funny that we have reduced it because a television show is so much. It has every element that's in a song, <laughs> but, but also visual elements. It's like an hour of it. And also it's an hour long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but if there had been a score, Dancing Days and Since I've Been Loving You would have been a much closer match mm. than Immigrant Song and Cashmere. So I, I actually went back and forth. The first time I did it, I had Dancing Days going through. Louis and then out. on subsequent listens, Since I've Been Loving You took over because there's just kind of more... It's pretty meaty. Ha- it's meatier. It's meatier for sure. And Dancing Days is just about seducing a drunk girl. Yeah. Well, they had to cover all of the various kinds of ways to be bad, to be a bad yes. pervert. Exactly. That Now, that I think is not not quite so bad as... Uh, what isn't what should never be. I want to fuck my wife's sister, which is about attempting to seduce your wife's sister, or maybe maybe they did do it. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, 
so uh, when I when I approached this consolation match, uh, Dancing Days was the favorite over Immigrant Song. Okay, and I so I listened to them and I tried to uh, play devil's advocate and find anything in in Immigrant Song that was better. But I think Dancing Days is musically more interesting, and although the lyrics are not amazing, the lyrics in Immigrant Song are a real mess. Yeah. The cool thing about Immigrant Song is the weird premise. Yes, that they are Viking Raiders. But they don't even really have two and a half good minutes on the premise. No. He only he read one of the Osprey books that's like 35 pages about Vikings. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was a great book. It's just not enough. So at the end of the day, there's just nothing that could could change my mind about it, and Dancing Days is going to take third place. Louis whipped it all the way out to third place. Louis did whip it all the way out. Okay. Uh, still an interesting thought is uh, how Houses of the Holy would have done, because that was probably the closest. Uh, the Dancing Days versus Houses of the Holy was very close for me in the in the first round. Right. So that was a strong song that got eliminated very early. And I wonder if it would have made it all the way through. Fucking selection committee fucked it up again. Yep. These jokers. And of course it's anonymous. We'll never know who did it. These clowns in the selection committee. Yep. Um, But the main match is Since I've Been Loving You versus Kashmir. Yeah. And here, uh, Kashmir is way ahead. Uh, Like, they're definitely the favorite in this. And so I spent some time both listening to the songs and also... sort of thinking about them and i think the real the real problem that since i've been loving you finds itself in is this is a song you could get from someone else Hmm. like because it's although they add the organ it's kind of just a long blues song it is extremely bluesy it's It's very very right in their blues quadrant and i'm not a huge fan of the... I tolerate the blues reasonably well because if you listen to any early rock music, you have to. Yeah. Um, but I really suspect that there probably are just better blues songs out there. Cashmere doesn't... Cashmere's a song you have to get from Led Zeppelin. Right. Maybe you about... could get it. Maybe you could get it from Pink Floyd. I've stayed away from Pink Floyd so hard, I don't know. I couldn't even make a 16-song bracket for Pink Floyd. No, I Pink Floyd really is intolerable. Time. Yeah, I, I, think I, could, I don't know if I could come up with eight songs that I like by Pink Floyd. Like, if you drove your ass all the way out to the planetarium to see Laser Zeppelin, and you got there and you're like, I fucked it up somehow, it's Laser Floyd, oh, wouldn't you burn the whole planetarium down? I've seen Laser Floyd. Oh, no. I have. Oh, God. Um, Who did you buy acid from? Do you get uh, it there? It was at the my, door? my wife. Okay. The doctor. That's um, right. She. She wanted to see it. I was down to see it. Whatever. I'll go sit in a planetarium and watch a light show or whatever. But I did spend most of the time thinking of notes that I would give to them if I were in the studio. <laughs> most of the notes were... If you were, were in the we studio and in 1970. Yeah, yes, most, most you of notes, some notes. Most of the notes were... We get it. We absolutely get it. Let's move on to the next thing. I'm <laughs> this, right there. I got you. Premise has run thin. Anyway, um, there's, you can't get cashmere anywhere else. Yeah, Cashmere's a le- very Led Zeppelin-y song. It's about it's some distant weird, land of brown Weird people. mythological illusions mm. and strange riffs and weird production. It is produced uh, like crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got uh, screaming. Plenty of screaming. 
Yeah, a lot of wailing. That's the, probably the that's probably the least hard to find is screaming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have a uh, winner. It's going to win, yeah. It's going to be Cashmere. So I guess the real question, after a couple of months of this, is nah. would you ever personally <laughs> listen to a Led Zeppelin song again? I knew what the question was going to be. <laughs> so it was a waste. It was a waste of two months. Uh, I think here's the thing. Uh, if a Led Zeppelin song were to come on, if I was in some context where Led Zeppelin was being played, I right. probably would tolerate it better okay. after having gone through this. Um, just from familiarity... And because I know, probably now know the name of the song, it's and possible. maybe a little bit about what it's about, uh, I, I probably would tolerate it better. I think that's that's likely the case. Um, but particularly after having gone through this for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. I have no desire to listen to it again. Like, for, for sure you need a break. Like, <laughs> at this point, I could go back and listen to Dazed and Confused or something, maybe. Something got eliminated in round one, yeah. but I don't... Again, those are songs that lost in round one. Right, right. So I don't really need to. I don't need to hear Cashmere, Since I've Been Loving You, Dancing Days, or Immigrant Song, probably for a full year. Well, um, like I said, it turns out it was a waste of time. Sorry, everybody. Sorry for uh, the two months. You know what? It was an, it's an interesting project, for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, so the, the David Bowie one was compl- done completely differently. But who yeah. who do you, did you come out of it with more appreciation for? Led Zeppelin or, or Devon Bowie? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Okay. The David Bowie one was was too messy, I think. Okay. Right. Uh, so the, I think the, the the format works. It's just still wasn't the band. Wasn't the band for you? Well, I think also maybe like the way we approached it. Maybe we could have done two rounds in a week instead of instead of dragging uh, it out. Instead of dragging it out over, you know, we've been doing this for six or seven weeks now. Well, I'm not sure if we got all the way to the end on Marjans, but. She has Bad yeah. Love Evermore over um, going to California in the final. Right. Two songs that uh, were eliminated somewhat earlier. Bad Love Evermore made it to the Elite Eight for me. Going to California uh, died in round one. And she had Good Times, Bad Times over Stairway in the uh, runner-up. Good Times, Bad Times also made it to the Elite Eight, but Stairway died in round one for me. And in mine... I had uh, since I've been loving you as the winner over Cashmere, so we had the same two in the final. Uh, we did in the runner-up match. You, I think, also had Immigrant Song, but going up against, uh, yeah, going up against a Living Loving Maid. Living Loving Maid. Okay, yeah, that. Poof. Okay, that song uh, sucks. And so. I had Living Loving Maid as the third place. I see. Interesting. <laughs> that song. Sucks. That was a ra- that song was a round one exit for me. So I looked at your bracket earlier today. Yeah. And uh, we only had five of the first sixteen matches the same. Yeah, we we definitely look at this band differently. But we had the same uh, three of the same final four. Yeah. Yeah, we agree. Uh, at least in terms of this format, again, where they were had to be eliminated against other songs and stuff. Uh, on since I've been loving you. Uh, Cashmere and um, Immigrant Song. So. so we have other musical projects in mind. A million. Uh, prob- too many to do. Uh, there probably will be another bracket at some point, but I think that's not going to be our next priority just because it takes so long to do. Yeah. But I, th- I, th- I do think uh, you should look forward to the idea of doing a mountain goats bracket. I'm, I'm in, like, I'll do it. I don't yeah. know much about them except that, uh, um, that they were always very high on your last FM playlists. Uh, yep. And <laughs> since, 
Last FM uh, allowed its app to die. Yeah, uh, they're going to stay forever at the top because I now have no enshrined at scrabble the top. at all. So they will remain my top act. It's nice. It's nice. You got them uh, locked away like uh, that super good Naga Subsuezo that you bred. That's right. So many also, they were the Mountain Goats. There's a new Mountain Goats album every single year, so it's good. God, uh, it seems excessive. Hmm. Although he's Frank prolific. Bla- he's written Frank two Black- novels also. I think Frank Black puts out like three records a year though, right? Frank Black hasn't put a record out since what? the Pixies reunited. Oh. Although I think the Pixies have put out a, a record that I did not even get because I listened to the single and I didn't care. Right. It's not the same. He's not 20 at UMass anymore. It just doesn't... Yeah. He's trying to make... He's making music that sounds like what he remembers the Pixies sounding like and it's just not palatable. But here's what I was thinking of. Frank Black studio albums. 93, 94, 96, 98. Okay, that's fine. 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2010, 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah so he was, uh, he was pumping those out for a while. I could do a bracket. I could do at least a 32 of Frank Black songs, but they're... Um... But there's no need. I'm already No, it's intolerable also. I think it would not be good listening. Whereas the Mountain Goats are something that uh, is a a weird and different sound for people. Like, Frank Black just sounds like weird indie rock. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I know we have other stuff. We've talked about doing album deep cuts. See, that one takes a lot of research. So that one takes prep. So I'm willing to do it. But remember, I, remember I our would track like to one list? I, this would take more research. It sure would. Put, but <laughs> once you've got the initial list put together, yes, then uh, then it becomes sort of the same idea. And that only took up one podcast, so that's something we do in the background, and then we present them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that would be fun. Um, and I think otherwise, you know, we still have nineties. We still have the nineties power hour. That's never going to be finished. Where you rank bands as I think of them. <laughs> yeah, that'll never be done. There's, we're never going to run out of bands. Yeah. It was an era of uh, starting a band so you could make it big, just like Pearl Jam. That's when it seemed like there was going to be money in it. Yeah. Um, we're about an hour and 20 into this. Do you, do you want to play a game real quick? I mean, a quiz? Oh, you, that's right. You did prep a quiz, didn't you? I prepped a quiz. Let's do a quiz. It's time for Ryan and no one else. Torture for Judah and Matt. Just for Ryan. Alright, this is going to be a music quiz, though. Alright. Not a movie quiz like last time. Alright, I'm going to give you four clues like last time, though. See how okay. quickly you can get it. The you got the Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean pretty quick. It's just that no one on the planet could ever have remembered the name of that movie. Uh, I got it immediately. I got it as soon as you said Chow Yun Fat and Johnny <laughs> Depp were in the same movie or whatever. <laughs> For a second, you were thrown, and then you went, "Oh, there's only one possibility." Yeah. Uh, all right. Clue one: the debut single from this Minneapolis-based group was number one on this day in 1980. It set the record, later broken by a, some Madonna song from 2005. For the number of countries uh, at number one simultaneously with 28. Minneapolis, 1980, was number one on this day. Debut single. 
And you said a group? Group. Debut single, 1980, Minneapolis Group. I mean, the the only Minnesota-based act I could think of is Prince, but I don't know what Prince was touring as, if he was even around in 1980. At least, I don't think he was Prince in the new power generation yet. No, that was some kind of later stuff. Uh, this does not involve Prince. Yeah, know. I know of literally no other person associated with Minneapolis. Then we will move to, tr- to Clue 2, then. All right. This disco track expresses the wish to go somewhere that will keep me moving, keep me grooving with some energy, and was about their wish to go to New York. Uh, all right, so is it Funky Town? And is the band who did Funky Town Lips, Inc.? You got to correct on two clues. All right. I didn't realize you would know the words to that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only well, words I remember that song are "Want you to take me to Funky Town." Right. So <laughs> expressing a desire to move, keep me moving, keep me grooving with some energy. This the place. The place will do that for them. Okay, I didn't know that those were specific lyrics and not just a synopsis. Oh yeah, no, that was sorry. I should have said quote. <laughs> I'm excited that I remembered the name of the fucking band. Yeah, uh, uh, Clue Three. Although the group topped the dance chart in 1981 with All Night Dancing off of the same debut album, Mouth to Mouth, they never again appeared in the Billboard Hot 100 chart. So they are a, a one-hit wonder. Um, yeah. And then Clue 4 was the band's name is kind of a play on words. It's a two-word homonym. Two words in sequence uh, identically pronounced like the two other words. Yeah. Uh, case, if I didn't lip-sync. know Lip Sync, I wouldn't have been able to get it from that. But, uh, like, what... How could you have gotten me there quicker? Uh, I just have, would have to know they were from Minneapolis. Yes, the first clue is sort of to set it up. It, yeah. It's sort of the reason I'm doing it. This day, 1980. Just a, a kind of a going back in time. And then, See, I don't uh, know the words. To me, that song goes... Because that last part's vocoded or something? Yes, I don't know any of the words either. Although now I know those. Uh, I, might, I guess I might have known if it was like, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, but you still got it. Ooh. So what did set it off then? What made just... Just uh, what, just when you said it, it was about wanting to move to a better place. Oh, th- and it was disco. Yeah. So once you said disco and trying to move to a better place, I was like, well, it's got to be Funky Town. That's the only place anyone has ever wanted to go to. Okay. Um. So that's what gave it to, gave it away, and then I don't know why I know that's by Lips Inc. Because <laughs> I might have had to say, "Oh, it's Funky Town" by a band who did Funky Town. Yeah, I figured if you had it, if you had it somewhere in your head in the past, you knew that Lip Sync was supposed to be Lip Sync. Right. No, I got the pun. Said yeah. different than if I said that last part, then you'd know. I was trying not to make it too easy, but you nailed it in two. So I'll take it. Crushed it. I'll take it for sure. I actually put a quiz together for you. Oh. Well, we can do a double. Uh, and it is going to be a movie quiz because you gave me one of those uh, right. last time. So uh, this is not a clue, but I am telling you that I'm going to be asking you questions about the number two movie from the weekend you were born. Okay. Number two. All right. This is number two because I did not know what the number one movie was. <laughs> like, uh, I was not a movie goer in 1984. Okay. All right. This movie is the 33rd top-grossing movie in the genre time travel. Whoa. And the 11th in the genre man versus machine. Man versus machine time travel. 
it's weird that Box Office Mojo has that as a genre. Yeah, that is apparently a thing. I mean, it's one of the seven plots, right? So Fuck, 1984. 33rd's not even that high. No, many time travel time movies travel. have outgrossed this movie. Ugh. But this was number two that week, so the movie was a hit. It just... Not a like a huge runaway smash hit. Was it Flight of the Navigator? Oh, man. That would be cool. But it is not. I know there's some time stuff in that where he wakes up and it's ten years later, but he's still eight or whatever. Number two, oh, man, I kind of, I bet, it, I, I bet, I don't want to watch Flight of the Navigator, and oh, I just think I do. Uh, Marjan and I watched it uh, last year or the year before, and yeah. um, it's kind of a sad movie. I didn't have, I didn't have fun watching it. I don't like any movie where, where the kid's a kids. hero. I assume that the kid's in a bad situation. He's in a bad situation. Right. 100%. Yeah, always the case. Yeah. Uh, hint number two. Okay. The sequel to this movie, released in July of 1991, made five times the box uh, office. So it was okay. a fucking smash. Time Travel Man vs. Machine. Are we talking about Terminator? It's the Terminator. Ah, damn it. I should have caught up with that. That should have been the first I one. was surprised that damn. the Terminator was out that early. Yeah, no. It was out from 84. That's... October of 84 is when it, that came out. I should have known that And it that was still one. number two on your birthday. Well, Terminator was a pretty cool movie. Uh, Terminator 2, I, I think you already know, I consider it to be the greatest action movie ever made. Terminator 2 is a super good movie. It's like, uh, it's just like, it's all the beats. Uh, the acting is a little, it's a little melodramatic, but otherwise yeah. it's, it's a really good action movie. Uh, number three was going to be, uh, this was the, this is the worst performing major release from this film, just film's director. Really? Every other movie James Cameron has made that's been in, he did two IMAX movies that don't count, okay. but every other movie that has had wide release has done better than Terminator. Even the abyss did better. Hmm. Terminator did like 38 million. Makes you wonder why they came back for part two then. Yeah, weird? and part two was like two hundred million. Yeah, part two was a smash. And number four, the lead actor later had a minor political career. Okay, yeah, and that is characterized correctly. I don't care if he's governor of California. That's... He was governor. He was governor of California. Um, dur- and, after a recall election, and after holding no prior office, having having held no prior or subsequent office, and yeah, never again, right? Uh, and also, uh. He ran up against porn star. Like everybody fucking put a hand into this recall really, election, it was an interesting and he race. ended up winning. Yeah. It was a weird, fun moment in California political history, but his political career did not turn out to be that good. Although I will say, he's pretty good at dunking on Trump on Twitter. Yeah. Also, remember the time the guy threw the egg and it hit him in the jacket, and he just very he just casually took his jacket off and kept going. Yep. I always remember. Oh yeah! By how the way, fucking awesome he uh, looked there. <laughs> I would much rather have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as president. Yeah, why not? He didn't. Uh, Cal- you know, he didn't actually do that bad a job as California governor. It turned out he had real political ideas. Yeah. Like I don't know, whatever. In the uh, in the world that we live in now, where there is literally nobody who is disqualified from being president of the United States. Uh, yeah, I mean, not? he is Austrian, but like... What? No, but I mean, I mean, in terms of their uh, credibility. Yes, if he wasn't actually constitutionally yes. disqualified, there'd be no reason to say, why not Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger? Why not? Um, damn it, I, I think he's been laying. L- he's been laying low after he had that affair with his uh, house cleaner or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I should have got that. <sighs> Son of a bitch. I don't man. know. Again, it's so early. Uh, I think getting it in two is just fine. Yeah. All right, there. How about that, Ryan? Two quizzes. That's right. Did you get Qu- it in he's two? He's a quiz agitator. Let's see if he got either one in two. 
Yeah, I don't know how to assess our performance. I got one and one and one and two, and you've got one and two so far. Yeah, that's not important. I know it, is, it matters not a bit. I know you like making spreadsheets and having this all down, but uh, boy, don't I! This is a tough one. Boy, don't I! All right, so next week's the Star Treks. It is, and here's what we're watching. Okay. And if you want to play along, here's what you should watch: I Mud. That's a classic. It is a classic. Probably not a real good episode, but it is a classic. I can't imagine the rubric's going to like it, but there will be shit to say. We're watching The Royale. Just can't imagine the rubric's going to like that, and we may not have a whole lot. No, we'll have a lot. We'll have a lot. I'm at least going to look up what else the guy who plays the uh, hotel manager was in. Oh, because I told you he was in Perfect Strangers. That's why That's you right. should look it up. That's right. We're watching Profit and Loss. Probably for Angie. We're watching Innocence. Don't know. And we're watching The Catwalk. Still don't know, but it's definitely about a catwalk. Yeah, and also the theme music has picked itself. <laughs> That's right. It's kind of an easy one. Be careful, though. I've heard they're very litigious, so just watch That's it. a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> I should probably play the other one. Yeah, play the other one. The one that lost the lawsuit. That's right. <laughs> she won't dare take that to court. All right. Well, it was fun, everybody. Uh, if she did, we would have to shut the podcast down because the number of people who would listen to it because of it would, would be embarrassing. Des- would us. destroy my entire web host. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, you would literally would not be able to do it. The data center would melt, and so like, not, it would not even be a matter of me contacting them and being like, "Hey, do you have like an upgraded plan?" Yeah, I'd, I'm willing to pay as much as I'll like pay thirty-five dollars, another couple of bucks a month to keep <laughs> this dumb podcast. Go- but. Uh, since they would have to go out of business if the thing that you're describing happened. Uh, yeah. uh, that would be a fun out to not have to do the rest of these. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be like... Yeah. That'd be like when somebody knows they're getting their ass kicked in a basketball game, so they get themselves kicked out. Yep. Just be like, what could I do? I got kicked out. That's what we should do. Uh, that's what we're doing next week. All right. Um, good job, everybody. Good job out of you, Ryan. Good job out of you, Ben. You gave us mail. I like that. You know what? Even Kyle and Marjan stepped up. That's right. It's a real team effort out there today. Yeah, and Katie doesn't tweet, so... There you go. You know, I'll just have to pass on anything you get. I get any kind of feedback. That works. You can just tweet and then just just do, like, Katie colon. She did say it makes her kind of want to start watching Star Trek, but I think she just means the next generation. I think that's what most people mean. Yeah. All right, bye, everybody. Here's what I love about this map. Look at look at the South Pole. Look what that area is called. Antar- Antarctia. <laughs> Antarctia. Whoops. <laughs> Left out that C. Otherwise, it's perfect. Please subscribe.